Scenes 2 and 3 of Faust. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Faust, Part 1, by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Translated by Bayard Taylor. 2. Before the city gate. Pedestrians of all kinds come forth. Why do you, you go, go that way? way? Wherefore the hunters lodge today? We'll saunter to the mill in yonder hollow. Go to the river tavern, I should say. But then it's not a pleasant way. And, and what, what will you? As goes the crowd, I follow. Come up to Bergdorf. There you'll find good cheer. The finest lasses and the best of beer. And jolly rows and squabbles, trust me. You swaggering fellow! Is your hide a third time itching to be tried? I won't go there. Your jolly rows disgust me. No, no, I'll turn and go to town again. We'll surely find him by those poplars yonder. That's no great luck for me, tis plain. You'll have him when and where you wander. His partner in the dance you'll be. But what is all your fun to me? He's surely not alone today. He'll be with Curlyhead, I heard him say. Deuce! How they step the bunks and winches! Come, brother, we must see them to the benches. A strong old beer, a pipe that stings and bites, a girl in Sunday clothes, these three are my delights. Just see those handsome fellows there. It's really shameful, I declare, to follow servant girls when they might have the most genteel society today. To the first student. Not quite so fast. Two others come behind. Those, dressed so prettily and neatly. My neighbor's one of them. I find a girl that takes my heart completely. They go their way with looks demure. But they'll accept us, after all, I'm sure. No, brother. Not for me their formal ways. Quick, lest our game escape us in the press. The hand that wields the broom on Saturdays will best on Sundays fondle and caress. He suits me not at all, our new-made burgomaster. Since he's installed, his arrogance grows faster. How has he helped the town, I say? Things worsen. What improvement names he? Obedience more than ever claims he, and more than ever we must pay. Beggar sings. Good gentlemen and lovely ladies, so red of cheek and fine of dress, behold how needful here your aid is, and see enlighten my distress. Let me not vainly sing my ditty, he's only glad who gives away a holiday that shows your pity shall be for me a harvest day. On Sundays, holidays, there's naught I take delight in, like gossiping of war and war's array, when down in Turkey far away the foreign people are a-fighting. One at the window sits with glass and friends, and sees all sorts of ships go down the river gliding, and blesses then as home he wends at night our times of peace abiding. Yes, neighbour, that's my notion too. Why, let them break their heads, let loose their passions, and mix things madly through and through. So, here, we keep our good old fashions. Old woman to the citizen's daughter. De 
me, how fine, so handsome and so young. Who wouldn't lose his heart that met you? Don't be so proud, I'll hold my tongue, and what you'd like I'll undertake to get you. Come, Agatha, I shun the witch's sight, before folks lest there be misgiving. Tis true she showed me on St. Andrew's night, my future sweetheart, just as he were living. She showed me mine in crystal clear, with several wild young blades, a soldier lover. I seek him everywhere, I pry and peer, and yet somehow his face I can't discover. Castles with lofty ramparts and towers, maidens disdainful in beauty's array, both shall be ours. Bold is the venture, splendid the pay. Lads, let the trumpets for us be suing. Calling to pleasure, calling to ruin. Stormy our life is, such is its boon. Maidens and castles capitulate soon. Bold is the venture, splendid the pay, and the soldiers go marching, marching away. Released from ice are brook and river, by the quickening glance of the gracious spring. The colors of hope to the valley cling, and weak old winter himself must shiver, withdrawn to the mountains, a crownless king. Whence ever retreating he sends again impotent showers of sleet that darkle in belts across the green of the plain. But the sun will permit no white to sparkle. Everywhere form in development moveth. He will brighten the world with the tints he loveth. And lacking blossoms, blue, yellow, and red, he takes these gaudy people instead. Turn thee about, and from this height, Back on the town direct thy sight. Out of the hollow gloomy gate The motley throngs come forth elate. Each will the joy of the sunshine hoard To honor the day of the risen Lord. They feel themselves their resurrection, From the low dark room scarce habitable, From the bonds of work, from trade's restriction, from the pressing weight of roof and gable, from the narrow crushing streets and alleys, from the church's solemn and reverent night, all come forth to the cheerful light. How lively see the multitude sallies scattering through gardens and fields remote, while over the river that broadly dallies dances so many a festive boat, and overladen, nigh to sinking, the last full wherry takes the steam. Yonder, afar, from the hill-paths blinking, Their clothes are colors that softly gleam. I hear the noise of the village even. Here is the people's proper heaven. Here high and low contented see. Here I am man, dare man to be. To stroll with you, Sir Dr. Flatters, Tis honor profit unto me. But I alone would shun these shallow matters since all that's coarse provokes my enmity. This fiddling, shouting, tin-pin rolling, I hate. These noises of the throng, they rave as Satan were their sports controlling, and call it mirth, and call it song. Peasants under the linden tree, dance and song. All for the dance the shepherd dressed in ribbons wreath and gayest vest himself with care arraying around the linden lass and lad already footed it like mad hurrah 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 ta ra la 
the fiddle bow was playing. He broke the ranks, no whit afraid, and with his elbow punched a maid who stood the dancer baying. The buxom wench she turned and said, Now you I call a stupid head. Hurrah, 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 ta-ra-ra-la. Be decent while you're staying. Then round the circle went their flight, they danced to left, they danced to right, their kirtles all were playing. They first grew red and then grew warm and rested panting arm in arm, hurrah, 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 ta-ra-ra-la, and hips and elbows straying. Now don't be so familiar here, how many a one has fooled his dear, waylaying and betraying. And yet he coaxed her soon aside, and round the linden sounded wide, hurrah, 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 ta-ra-ra-la, and fiddle bow was playing. Sir Doctor, it is good of you that thus you condescend to-day, among this crowd of merry folk, a high learned man to stray. Then also take the finest can, we fill with fresh wine for your sake. I offer it and humbly wish that not alone your thirst is slake, that as the drops below its brink, so many days of life you drink. I take the cup you kindly reach with thanks and health to all and each. The people gather in a circle about him. In truth, tis well and fitly timed that now our day of joy you share, who wheretofore in evil days gave us so much of helping care. Still many a man stands living here, saved by your father's skilful hand, that snatched him from the fever's rage, and stayed the plague in all the land. Then also you, though but a youth, went into every house of pain. Many the corpses carried forth, but you in health came out again. No test or trial you evaded, a helping God the helper aided. Health to the man so skilled and tried, that for our help he long may abide. To him above bow down, my friends, who teaches help and succor sends. He goes on with Wagner. With what a feeling, thou great man, must thou receive the people's honest veneration? How lucky he! whose gifts his station, with such advantages endow. Thou art shown to all the younger generation, each asks and presses near to gaze. The fiddle stops, the dance delays. Thou goest, they stand in rows to see, and all the caps are lifted high, a little more, and they would bend the knee, as if the holy host came by. A few more steps ascend, as far as yonder stone. Here from our wandering we will rest contented. Here, lost in thought, I've lingered oft alone, When foolish fasts and prayers my life tormented. Here, rich in hope and firm in faith, With tears, wrung hands and sighs, I've striven The end of that far-spreading death, 
entreating from the Lord of Heaven. Now like contempt the crowd's applauses seem. Couldst thou but read within mine inmost spirit, how little now I deem that sire or son such praises merit. My father's was a sombre, brooding brain, which through the holy spheres of nature groped and wandered, and honestly, in his own fashion, pondered with labor whimsical and pain, who in his dusky workshop bending, with proved adepts in company, made from his recipes unending, opposing substances agree. There was a lion red, a wooer daring, within the lily's tepid bath espoused, and both tormented then by flame unsparing, by turns in either bridal chamber housed. If then appeared with colours splendid the young queen in her crystal shell, this was the medicine. The patient's woes soon ended, and none demanded who got well. Thus we are hellish boluses compounding, among these vales and hills surrounding, worse than the pestilence have passed. Thousands were done to death from poison of my giving, and I must hear by all the living the shameless murderers praised at last. Why, therefore, yield to such depression? A good man does his honest share, in exercising with the strictest care, the art bequeathed to his possession. Dost thou thy father honor as a youth? Then may his teaching cheerfully impel thee. Dost thou, as man, increase the stores of truth? Then may thine own son afterwards excel thee. O oh, happy he who still renews the hope from error's deeps to rise forever! That which one does not know one needs to use, and what one knows one uses never. But let us not by such despondence sow the fortune of this hour embitter. Mark how, beneath the evening sunlight's glow, the green embosomed houses glitter. The glow retreats, done is the day of toil, it yonder haste, new fields of life exploring. Ah, that no wing can lift me from the soil upon its track to follow, follow soaring. Then would I see eternal evening gild the silent world beneath me glowing, on fire each mountain peak, with peace each valley filled, the silver brook to golden rivers flowing. The mountain chain with all its gorges deep would then no more impede my godlike motion, and now before mine eyes expands the ocean with all its bays in shining sleep. Yet finally the weary god is sinking. The new-born impulse fires my mind. I hasten on, his beams eternal drinking, the day before me and the night behind. Above me heaven unfurled, the floor of waves beneath me, a glorious dream, though now the glories fade. Alas, the wings that lift the mind, no aid of wings to lift the body can bequeath me. Yet in each soul is born the pleasure of yearning onward, upward and away. When o'er our heads, lost in the vaulted azure, the lark sends down his flickering lay. When over crags and piny highlands the poising eagle slowly soars, and over plains and lakes and islands the crane sails by to other shores. I've had myself at times some odd caprices. 
but never yet such an impulse felt as this is. One soon fatigues on woods and fields to look, nor would I beg the bird his wing to spare us. How otherwise the mental raptures bear us from page to page, from book to book. Then winter nights take loveliness untold, as warmer life in every limb had crowned you. And when your hands unroll some parchment rare and old, all heaven descends and opens bright around you. One impulse art thou conscious of at best. Oh, never seek to know the other. Two souls, alas, reside within my breast, and each withdraws from and repels its brother. One with tenacious organs holds in love and clinging lust the world in its embraces. The other strongly sweeps this dust above into the high ancestral spaces. If there be airy spirits near, twixt heaven and earth on potent errands fleeing, let them drop down the golden atmosphere, and bear me forth to new and varied being. Yea, if a magic mantle once were mine, to waft me o'er the world at pleasure, I would not for the costliest stores of treasure, not for a monarch's robe, the gift resign. Invoke not thus the well-known throng, which through the firmament diffused is bearing, and danger thousandfold are raced to wrong, in every quarter is preparing. Swift from the north the spirit fangs so sharp, sweep down, and with their barbed points will assail you. Then from the east they come, to dry and warp your lungs, till breath and being fail you. If from the desert sendeth them the south, with fire on fire your throbbing forehead crowning, the west leads on a host to cure the drought. Only one meadow, field, and you are drowning. They gladly hearken prompt for injury, gladly obey, because they gladly cheat us. From heaven they represent themselves to be, and lisp like angels when the lies they meet us. But let us go. Tis gray and dusky all. The air is cold, the vapors fall. At night one learns his house to prize. Why stand you this with such astonished eyes? What? In the twilight can your mind so trouble? Seest thou the black dog coursing there, Through corn and stubble? Long since, yet deemed him not important in the least. Inspect him close, for what takes thou the beast? Why, for a poodle who has lost his master, And sense about his track to find. Seest thou the spiral circles, narrowing faster, which he, approaching round us, seems to wind? A streaming trail of fire, if I see rightly, follows his path of mystery. It may be your eyes deceive you slightly. Not but a plain black poodle do I see. It seems to me that, with enchanted cunning, he snares our feet some future chain to bind. I see him timidly, in doubt around us running, since in his master's stead two strangers doth he find. The circle narrows. He is near. A dog thou seest, and not a phantom here. Behold him stop upon his belly crawl, his tail set wagging, canine habits all. Come, follow us. Come here, at least. Tis the absurdest, drollest beast. Stand still, and you will see him wait. Address him, and he gambles straight. 
if something's lost, he'll quickly bring it. Your cane, if in the stream, you fling it. No doubt you're right. No trace of mind, I own, is in the beast. I see but drill alone. The dog, when he's well educated, is by the wisest tolerated. Yes, he deserves your favor thoroughly. The clever scholar of the students he. They pass in the city gate. 3. The study. Faust, entering with the poodle. Behind me, field and meadows sleeping, I leave in deep prophetic night, Within whose dread and holy keeping The better soul awakes to light. The wild desires no longer win us, The deeds of passion cease to chain, The love of man revives within us, The love of God revives again. Be still, thou poodle, make not such racket and riot. Why at the threshold wilt snuffing be? Behind the stove repose thee in quiet. My softest cushion I give to thee, As thou up yonder with running and leaping Amused us hast on the mountain's crest, So now I take thee into my keeping, A welcome, but also a silent guest. Ah, when within our narrow chamber The lamp with friendly luster glows, Flames in the breast each faded ember, And in the heart itself that knows. Then hope again lends sweet assistance, And reason then resumes her speech. One yearns the rivers of existence, The very fonts of life to reach. Snarl not, poodle, to the sound that rises, The sacred tones that my soul embrace. This bestial noise is out of place. We are used to see that man despises what he never comprehends, and the good and the beautiful villapens, finding them often hard to measure. Will the dog, like man, snarl his displeasure? But ah, I feel, though will thereto be stronger, contentment flows from out my breast no longer. Why must the stream so soon run dry and fail us, and burning thirst again assail us? Therein I've borne so much probation, and yet this want may be supplied us. We call the supernatural to guide us. We pine and thirst for revelation, which nowhere worthier is, more nobly sent, than here, in our New Testament. I feel impelled its meaning to determine, with honest purpose once for all, the hallowed original to change to my beloved German. He opens a volume and commences. Tis written, In the beginning was the word. Here I am balked. Who now can help afford? The word, impossible so high to rate it, and otherwise I must translate it. If by the spirit I am truly taught, then thus, in the beginning, was the thought. This first line let me weigh completely lest my impatient pen proceed too fleetly. Is it the thought which works, creates indeed? In the beginning was the power I read. Yet as I write a warning is suggested, that I the sense may not have fairly tested. The spirit aids me, now I see the light. In the beginning was the act I write. If I must share my chamber with thee, poodle, stop that howling, prithee. 
ceased to bark and bellow. Such a noisy, disturbing fellow I'll no longer suffer near me. One of us, dost hear me, must leave, I fear me. No longer guest right I bestow. The door is open, art free to go. But what do I see in the creature? Is that in the course of nature? Is it actual fact, or fancies, shows? How long and broad my poodle grows! He rises mightily, a canine form that cannot be. What a spectre I've harboured thus! He resembles a hippopotamus with fiery eyes, teeth terrible to see. Oh, now am I sure of thee, for all of thy half-hellish brood the key of Solomon is good. Spirits in the Corridor Someone within is caught, stay without, follow him not, like the fox in a snare, quick the old hellling stare. Take heed, look about, back and forth, hover under and over, and will whip himself out. If your aid avail him, let it not fail him, for he without measure has wrought for our pleasure. First, to encounter the beast, the words of the form be addressed. Salamander, shine glorious! Wave undine as bidden. Sylph, be thou hidden. Gnome, be laborious. Who knows not their sense, these elements, their properties and power not seize, no mastery he inherits over the spirits. Vanish in flaming ether, salamander. Flow foamingly together, undine. Shine in meteor sheen, sylph. Bring help to hearth and shelf. Incubus! Incubus, step forward, and finish thus. Of the four no feature lurks in the creature. Quiet he lies, and grins disdain. Not yet, it seems, have I given him pain. Now to undisguise thee, hear me exercise thee. Art thou, my gay one, hell's fugitive stray one? The sign witness now, before which they bow, the cohorts of hell. With hair all bristling, it begins to swell. Base being, hearest thou, knowest and fearest thou, the one, unoriginate, named inexpressibly, through all heaven impermeate, pierced irredressibly. Behind the stove still band, see it, an elephant expand. It fills the space entire, mist-like melting ever faster. Tis enough, ascend no higher. Lay thyself at the feet of the master. Thou seest not vain the threats I bring thee. With holy fire I'll scorch and sting thee. Wait not to know the threefold dazzling glow. Wait not to know the strongest art within my hands. Mephistopheles, while the vapour is dissipating, steps forth from behind the stove, in the costume of a travelling scholar. Why such a noise? What are my lord's commands? This was the poodle's real core. A travelling scholar, then. The Cossus is diverting. The learned gentleman I bow before, you have made me roundly sweat. That is certain. What is thy name? Equation small, it seems, for one whose mind the world so much despises, who, scorning all external glimpse, the depths of being 
only prizes. With all you gentlemen, the names attest whereby the nature usually is expressed. Clearly the latter it implies in names like Beelzebub, Destroyer, Father of Lies. Who art thou, then? Part of that power not understood, which always wills the bad, and always walks the good. What hidden sense in this enigma lies? I am the spirit that denies, and justly so, for all things from the void called forth deserve to be destroyed. It are better than were not created. Thus all which you as seen have rated, destruction ought it evil plant, that is my proper element. Thou namest thyself apart, yet showest complete to me. The modest truth I speak to thee. If man, that microcosmic fool, can see himself a whole so frequently, part of the part am I once all in primal night, part of the darkness which brought forth the light, the half delight which now disputes the space and claims of mother night her ancient place. And yet the struggle fails, since light, however it weaves, still fettered unto bodies cleaves. It flows from bodies, bodies beautifies. By bodies is its course impeded, and so but little time is needed. I hope ere, as the bodies die, it dies. I see the plan thou art pursuing. Thou canst not compass general ruin, and hast on smaller scale begun. And truly it is not much when all is done. That which to naught is in resistance set, the something of this clumsy world has yet, which all that I have undertaken, not been by me disturbed or shaken, from earthquake tamp based wave volcanoes brand back into quite subtle sea and land and the damned stuff the bestial human brood what use in having that to play with how many have i made away with and ever circulates a newer fresher blood it makes me furious such things beholding from water art and air unfolding a thousand germs break forth and grow, In dry and wet and warm and chilly. And had I not the flame reserved, Why, really, there is nothing special of my own to show. So, to the actively eternal creative force, In cold disdain you now oppose the fist infernal, Whose wicked clench is all in vain. <laughs> Some other labour seek thou rather, queer son of chaos to begin well we'll consider thou canst gather my views when next i venture in might i perhaps depart at present why thou shouldst ask i don't perceive though our acquaintance is so recent for further visits thou hast leave the windows here the door is yonder a chimney also you behold I must confess that fault I may not wander. My steps by one slight obstacle controlled, The widget's foot that on your threshold made is. 
the pentagram prohibits thee? Why, tell me now, thou son of Hades, if that prevents, how camest thou in to me? Could such a spirit be so cheated? Inspector Ting, the drawing is not completed. The outer angle you may see is open left. The lines don't fit it. Well, chance this time has fairly hit it, and thus thou art prisoner to me. It seems the business has succeeded. The poodle not remarked, as after thee he speeded. But other respects now obtain. The devil can't get out again. Try then the open window pane. For devils and for spectres this is law. Where they have entered in, there also they withdraw. The first is free to us. We are governed by the second. In hell itself, then, laws are reckoned. That's well. So might a compact be made with you gentlemen, and binding, surely? All that is promised shall delight thee purely. No skinflint bargain shalt thou see. But this is not of swift conclusion. We will talk about the matter soon. And now I do entreat this boon. Leave to withdraw from my intrusion. One moment more I ask thee to remain. Some pleasant news at least to tell me. Release me now. I soon shall come again. Then thou at will mayst question and compel me. I have not snares around thee cast. Thyself hast led thyself into the meshes. Who traps the devil, hold him fast. Not soon a second time he'll catch a prey so precious. And to please thee, also I am content to stay, and serve thee in a social station. But stipulating that I may with arts of mine afford thee recreation. Thereto I willingly agree, if the diversion pleasant be. My friend, thou wilt win, past all pretenses, more in this hour to soothe thy senses than in the year's monotony, that which the dainty spirits sing thee, the lovely pictures they shall bring thee, are more than magic's empty show. Thy scent will be to bliss invited, thy palate then with taste delighted, thy nerves of touch ecstatic glow, all unprepared, the charm I spin. We are here together, so begin. Vanish ye darking arches above him, loveliest weather born of blue ether, break from the sky, oh that the darking clouds had departed, starlight is sparkling, tranquil-hearted, suns are on high. Heaven's own children in beauty bewildering, waveringly bending past as they hover, longing unending follows them over. They with their glowing garments outflowing, cover in going landscape and bower, where in seclusion lovers are plighted, lost in illusion, bower on bower. 
tendrils unblighted, lo, in a shower, grapes that o'er cluster gush into must, or flow into rivers of foaming flashing wine that is dashing gems as it boundeth. Down the high places and, and spreading surroundeth with crystalline spaces and happy embraces, blossoming forelands, emerald shorelands, that the winged races drink and fly onward, fly ever sunward to the enticing islands that flatter, dipping and rising light on the water. Hark the inspiring sound of their choiring, see the entrancing whirl of their dancing, all in the air are freer and fairer, some of them scaling boldly the highlands, others are sailing, circling the islands, others are flying lifeward, all hying, all for the distant star of existence, rapture and love. He sleeps, and of your face, your airy number, have sung him truly into slumber. For this performance I your debtor prove. Not yet art thou the man to catch the find and hold him. With fairest images of dreams enfold him, plunge him into seas of sweet untruth. Yet for the threshold's magic which controlled him, the devil needs a rat's quick tooth. I use no lengthened invocation. Here rustles one that soon will work my liberation. The lord of rats and eke of mice, Of flies and bedbugs, frogs and lice, Summons thee hither to the door sill, To gnaw it where with just a morsel, Of oil he paints the spot for thee. There comes thou, hopping on to me, To work at once, the point which made me craven, Is forward on the ledge and graven, Another bite makes free the door. So dream thy dreams, O Faust, Until we meet once more. Faust, awaking. Am I again so foully cheated? Remains there naught of lofty spirit sway, But that a dream the devil counterfeited, And that a poodle ran away? End of scene three. End of section.